Hi everyone and welcome to Common Thread. I'm Nena, a Guinean-Nigerian with a passion for words and moving images. And I'm Yamini, an Indian with a deep interest for all things at the intersection of pop culture and social justice. Hey Yams, so this week has been, I don't know about you, but for me I feel like this week was a lot. Um, how, how have you been and how are you taking care? Uh, I've been well. Um, I think the thing that I've done this week to take care of myself is just be so incredibly social. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a quite a number of friends who were in town this week uh, for another friend's wedding um, and for various other reasons. And I think we're all getting used to actually being at home together for unlimited amounts of time because otherwise Mm. we're all back in the same city only in December when we have you know a break so I've just if anyone has asked me to go anywhere or do anything no matter how tired I am or no matter what else I have whatever else I have going on I've been I've just said yes let's do it let's have fun so that's been it's been great I'm exhausted but it's been a great week what kinds of things have you been doing Oh, um, I mean, nothing earth-shattering, just the usual, (laughs) going to someone's house. I mean, we're also still trying to be, well, some of us are trying to be a little careful about where we're going and what we're doing because a pandemic is still on. So it's just been a lot of dancing and laughing and drinking and enjoying outdoor spaces because it's surprisingly still cold uh, in Calcutta, which it usually isn't at this point. At this point, you can usually see signs of you know our usual tropical climate coming back but it's been unusually cold so we're enjoying being outdoors which has been lovely nice how about you um for me this week i've been i've been dancing a lot actually so i feel like december january was a nice break from everything and now things are starting up again I'm getting back into like the endless Zoom and a lot of just sitting at my desk in front of a computer and not moving a lot, kind of like you said last week. So this week I've been trying when I wake up every morning just to do like 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes like dance routine. Um, And there's this YouTuber called Afri Fitness that I really like. She does to like Afrobeats music, um, little routines. And so that's been nice to do. Um, I think I did it like almost every morning last week. And it was just a good way to wake up and, I don't know, just like get all the good um, like endorphins and everything going and just be in a good energized mood for the day. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. As we've, as we've discussed before, and I guess... That was part of like uh, our bonding experience when we became friends in college was dancing. Like it's just so much fun. And it's just one of those things when it comes, especially if you get to the point in your life where you're you're free when you're dancing, when you're just mm. genuinely just really, really enjoying it. And there's nothing else that, that has anything to do with. It's one of the best things ever. It's so, so nice. Yeah. And it just, for me also, it's just a way to, it makes me feel really grateful for having a body and having one that moves um, and having a space that I can be in and dance in. So even though it's like, it's I'm literally just doing it to move, but it also helps like me with gratitude and to start the day in a good way. That's a, that's a very evolved perspective. That's, <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah, I wish I had that. For me, it's just like, oh my God, this is fun and it's exercise. So it's a win-win. Also this, yeah. Uh, 
So our topic this week uh, is names. Um, and again, as per usual, our topics are kind, can be some, somewhat random. They can be the product of just like a thought or a conversation that happened, which is exactly what this is. Yeah, but I and, remember you bringing it up and we haven't talked about it much, but I remember also just being excited for to bring this up and see where it goes. Yeah, and I think that's like a, that's our number one criteria is now if we have a conversation and it was exciting. We, well, we now do this thing where we try not to talk about it too much because then we we're like, oh god, like we won't have anything, and then it becomes tilted and awkward <laughs> on the actual podcast. Yes. So I love that we just like we've now been having these really great conversations with you. Then like, wait, stop, we're not recording this. <laughs> so this was one of those. Um, and I mean, it's funny because today you started, uh, you start, I don't know if you've done this before because maybe I've just like not noticed, but today you started the podcast by saying, hi, Ams. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a good place to start, <laughs> which is nicknames yes. because uh, I've, I'm introducing myself as Yamini, but I actually, most people, I'm, I'm one of those people who has tons of nicknames and I have certain friends who are family members who will only refer to me by my nickname. And the most, like the most used one is Yams. And I think you're also one of the people who spells it Y-A-M-S. Whereas um. I have two very, yeah, I have two very distinct different groups of friends from the same place who will either use a, a Z or a Z, depending on who's listening to this podcast, um, or an S at the end of that. So uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I was wondering what what your experience has been with nicknames. Like, do you have any? I mean, what is your his, your own personal history with names? Because I know, I'm, I mean, this is me cheating because I know there is an interesting one. So <laughs> let's mean, hear it. I have... I have so many experiences with names and with nicknames, I would say. Um, but starting with nicknames, I guess the ones that are related to my name, there are ones that have we have in my family where everybody has a nickname that's basically a shortened version of their name with like a Y on a Y on the end. Um, so like my sisters and my mother will often call me like Nen or Nenny. Um, and then to friends, it's mostly been Nena. Um, there was a point where when I was in high school, and this I will get to in my name, but I had an economics teacher who could not pronounce my name. Um, this happens a lot because it has four ends and people just freak out. Um, <laughs> and so at some point he was like, he was giving, we had had a test and he was giving out the papers and he got to my paper and he paused and he took like a deep breath. So I, there, there was already anticipation in the room, like, oh, it's going to happen. Um, and the best he could come up with was, I think he said like, nah, really stretched out the A. So then also as a joke, um, for the rest of high school, like sometimes my friends would call me that. And it was just hilarious. It was the funniest. I'm used to my name being mispronounced. Because again, four ends, and it's a Nigerian name, and I grew up in Ghana, and it's very similar to another Ghanaian name, so it was always mispronounced, but that was like the most ridiculous one I had ever heard. Um, so yeah, that, that was also one I've had before. See, that's, see, that's so interesting, because I would have thought that the, the place that your name would have been butchered would be outside of your two homes but mm. the reality is is that that used to happen I mean I think there's something with your last name as well like yeah. how that 
That's yeah. also mispronounced. Yeah, yeah. I think my name has, funnily enough, been most mispronounced in Ghana, um, because one, because there is there are similar names. Um, like there's a name like Nana, um, and so a lot of people when I say Nana, for instance, will think that I'm mispronouncing or trying to like slang or anglicize Nana. So first they will try and correct me. And then two, oh, wow. <laughs> or two, they will think because they've seen a lot of um, Nigerian movies that they know how to pronounce Nigerian names and they will like try and say something else that's still not my name. Um, that said, I should say like my pronunciation of my name is also mispronounced, right? Because it's a Nigerian name and I mostly grew up with my mother who's Ghanaian. So... Also, so I also will have sometimes like Nigerian people who try and correct the pronunciation of my name. Um, and that I reject also because my father who gave me the name and who is Nigerian says Nena. And I don't care <laughs> like what, what you've heard before. My name is Nena. Um, but yeah, it's funnily enough, I think maybe in other places... In English-speaking places, they are comfortable saying Nena. Um, I think in Ghana, because also double consonants are pronounced more and are emphasized more than people just think they know. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's so interesting. And it's, I mean, it's also pro- like uh, not to get too deep or like put words in your mouth, but it's probably some sort of like reminder not that you don't you have to remember this but indication of kind of like these two different places that you come from and those different influences kind of like meeting all the time Mm. um and I mean I love the fact that sometimes I love the fact that names can kind of represent uh where you're from and the language you speak so for example in India usually by a person's last name for sure you can tell which part of India they're from and mm. therefore which is which would be if they had grown up in that space what the vernacular that they speak is and then there are like a host of um, not so great and sometimes okay and sometimes funny stereotypes that come with that because there are of course ideas about people from different regions and what they're like and I always found that so interesting because that signifier just through your name was something that I that I thought I mean not thought but like saw was so particular to India mm-hmm. but had but didn't really you know it's not like my friends who's for example if their name was if they were American and their name was Thomas uh, Thomas Brown it wouldn't tell it couldn't really tell me which state they grew up in and what food they probably ate at home and which language they might speak with at least one of their parents. So I've, I always found that really interesting. So I feel like that's in some way similar for you because it was very much an indication from that perspective. It was. I think also, I guess for me, it was just an indication of like, um, of, it was taken as an indication that I was not Ghanaian, uh, which was frustrating sometimes, a lot of the time yeah. actually. Um but actually, I think we have, like, we also have names, I would say, like, you could tell usually from people's last names or also middle names where they're from. But we also definitely have this hierarchy, not with everybody, but quite common that people will have, like, English or Christian first names. Um, and then they will have, like, a middle name that they go by that's, like, from their group and tells you more about them, like you said. Um, and then a last name. And actually, a few years ago in 2018, there was like, there was some uproar because the 
um, births and deaths registry was not accepting local first names as names um, because they were saying that they're not like proper names. So they were insisting that people do have like the Thomases, etc., um, and then have the local names in the middle. And oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And this actually happened to me for a while because my Nena was my first name that I was born with, um, but it was misspelled. So I had asked, I was a minor then, my mother to like get it changed. And when she went, they like switched it with my um, Christian middle name. So now legally, oh. <laughs> yeah, like Nena became my middle name. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. So because I was going to say that like most of the friends that we have in common. Yeah. Know me by know you by else. a different name. Yeah. I think that was also just my discomfort because it happened. Actually, I was applying in high school to like U.S. colleges. And for the SATs, you needed a passport for ID. So I had been like, right. I was in boarding school. I had told my mother, OK, I need like my passport and I need the name to match so I can write SATs. Can you go and change the spelling? Um, because I think it was like N-N-E-N-A-A or something. Um, so she took it to like the passport office in Ghana to fix it. And I was in a boarding school in a different town. So they drove us to Accra to take the SATs. And then like at the gate, um, my mother was working, but one of her friends basically came, handed me my passport and I went into write. And I opened it to complete my registration. And I see that they've changed my name. So now that I have like a... Christian first name and then as my middle name so I had to like write SATs with that so then I had to apply to universities with that so then I got to college it was my first time living in a different place and like people would just like read off from attendance for classes and whatever they would read the Christian name and I think at that time I was 18 and I was just like too awkward to correct anybody. So I just went with it for like four years of college. And then we met in the master's and I still went with it. And it was actually after that. Um, so I went with it for five years and then I was just like, no, <laughs> this is not my name. And then I changed back. Yeah, that is that's fascinating. <laughs> that is that's so in, because I mean, I um, I know that there is this thing that international students do when they go to college in the US or the UK. I think it's more of a known thing in the US where people have this thing called their Starbucks name. Mm. I don't know if you ever did this. Um, but I, I, I had a very specific experience where I was kind of like overcompensated. So I went to the other extreme. So I wanted people to pronounce my name and I was like this is my name this is how you're going to say it and I was and I would just would clarify that the nickname that my American or you know my foreign friends referred to me by was a nickname that already existed it mm -hmm. wasn't a nickname that I'd come up with to make it easier for, for them people, to yeah. say my name yeah yeah so all my so all my friends know exactly that they know how to say Yamini but they all call me Yams because that was my nickname anyway all my friends back home called me that anyway so I was very clear about that but when I would go and so when I would go into like any kind of um uh the idea of behind a Starbucks name is that you when you go in and you order a coffee in the US or the UK or whichever western country you're in or anywhere for that matter probably you give you give a name because they write that across um the coffee cup um, so that you can collect it at the other end. And then there is some barista who like will yell out that name yeah. and you have to, you go have to go, go up and get it. 
Exactly. And a lot of, I think, foreign students or international students would, um, or just, I mean, I'm sure immigrants, whoever, like anyone who had a name that wasn't easy to pronounce or in that specific context, easy to pronounce or uh, spell would would just kind of like dread that moment when they, either their name was going to be butchered or like it would like you'd have this overworked barista who's like trying to like read yeah. something that someone else has written. And I just would refuse to make it easier. Like I know a lot of people who would just have like they'd be like, you know, Karen or whatever it is. I shouldn't say Karen because that has a whole connotation now, but they would just <laughs> <laughs> they would just change their name and I insisted and the funniest experience that has happened from that is I think I was in France and I did that and I even spelt it out and the the final result on my cup my cup said Waymana no. it was W-E yeah M-A-N-A I don't know what I don't know I feel like I did something ridiculous no, but it was I, hilarious I don't think it was you because I feel like I Okay, not everything on the internet is true, but I'm pretty sure I read something at some point that they sometimes do this on purpose, that they like get kicks out of getting people's names wrong. Because even for me, like I was using this like super basic like Christian name, English name, and it would also still be like completely messed up sometimes. Um, so oh, I think some so of funny. it is also just like maybe it was something that happened and that people complained about. And then that they also started like amping up uh, and getting kicks from. From just like writing the most ridiculous names. I mean, either that coffee wasn't mine and someone just had, and I drank someone else's coffee, (laughs) which is also fine. But uh, yeah, that was, that was the most, that was the most like ridiculous uh, like output from someone just saying my name back to me. Uh, I ha- I mean, I've, of course, my name was like definitely the worst pronounced in the US. Like, I think the initial instinct for the way to pronounce my name was Yamini. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, which just sounds, I mean, I used to say it sounds like a tropical <laughs> disease that you need to get vaccinated from I just I hate I mean I hate like I was just like that's just not a word or that I know of so that so I used to be very very uh I I used to kind of overcompensate in terms of I came with this idea that this is my name you have to learn how to say it and I'm going to make sure and I think I sometimes would make too much of a thing out of it so that was my response Mm. like the kind of like the other end of the spectrum to yours which was just like okay I just don't want to get into it just whatever it's fine yeah just call me something Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I'm also like I'm shifting more towards where you are now because I think yeah I've had my whole life of just being like uh very frustrated by it um But now, so like I'm doing a PhD at the same place that I did undergrad. So it's all of the like professors and people that knew me by something else because I was too awkward to change it. And I just like went in from the start. It's also, it's been like five or six years. So I'm a completely different person or like substantially different person than I was then. And I've just went in being like, my name is Nana. And (laughs) you could tell like some people would still call me the old name once or twice and I would just like keep like being like introducing myself as Nena um and I feel like everybody has switched now so it's also I'm realizing it it was it's not as awkward or as difficult as I thought um like 10 years ago um yeah it's been (laughs) yeah I 
Yeah, I think that it's also there are certain spaces that that make that stuff more um make that stuff easier. So I went to a, a, an undergraduate institution that was like very conscious. So a lot of teachers would be like, please let me know how you, like if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly or what you want to be known as because some people maybe didn't want to go by their first names or they had a nickname or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, the and so most of my teachers did that at the beginning. And I was like, well, if you're going to, you know, I was, I was at, at that point, I was also the type of person where I would have, you know, corrected them anyway but um I I appreciated that because we were in a smaller space and there were people who who were on the roll call before me who very brazenly corrected their teacher and I was like oh is this a thing that we can we can do and so I would do it yeah Uh, I have a question about that because I always um I always hate it when people ask me not that really I mean not it depends on how they ask. If somebody's like, oh, how, how do you say your name? I will say it. But I feel like the people right. who make it a thing, make it a whole production of like, can you tell me how to say your name? Like, can you spell it phonetically and send it to me? Or can you record it um, and send me a recording of your name? I think I had this before, one, before graduation. And sometimes for classes I'm taking, there will be requests of like, can you like spell it phonetically or record yourself saying it for me? And I kind of hate that. I don't know if it comes from like me being used to it being mispronounced, especially for my last name. Like, I don't care. If we're close, I will teach you how to say it. But for strangers, like, just say anything. I don't care. I also don't want to go through the whole production of like, we practice it a thousand times and then it's going to be wrong anyway. So I'm like, I genuinely, there are people who I care how they say my name. You are not one of them. Like, just say anything. And then for Nana, I'm like, you can, I will say for you, you can try and I will correct you. Like, I don't like the whole, like, I don't like my voice. I don't like recording voice notes and I'm not going to like try and figure out how to spell it phonetically. So sometimes they might be coming from a good place, but those like requests that turn it into a whole thing. um, Right. (laughs) Kind of. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel that like for me, it's just that I, I feel like when someone takes that kind of effort, that usually I can I know what you're talking about usually the intention if it is genuine intention and it's like oh I just really do want to be able to say this because it is your name and it's kind of irritating to have someone not be able to say it Mm. at all but um, I do understand when it's more kind of for show and it's like no no look at me like really trying to understand your exotic foreign name so there is there is definitely there is definitely that um, aspect to it yeah but I should be more like I would try and be more patient with people <laughs> who are trying. Yeah, but I, yeah, but you're but you're absolutely right. Like your first name, I don't think is difficult to say. Although I did discover once I, I mean, when I that there are certain like sounds that just don't exist for certain people from certain places. Mm. Like, do do you have the the sound, which is not the but the? I don't know. Because I know people who can't even make that sound, which I think is I don't pretty think, interesting. I don't think we do. And by we, I'm being very ambiguous. I mean in English, right. <laughs> and then the other language is that I speak, the other Ghanaian language I speak is Chi, and I don't think there's a th sound. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's super interesting. Um, so what about, 
um nicknames is that something that you were talking about having a local name now is that i'm assuming that lo- what what's on your is there something that's on your birth certificate and then there's something that's kind of like a community so good name? question i don't i don't have a birth certificate it's it got lost like 10 years ago so i just have passports <laughs> um okay <laughs> do i even exist um yeah, I have like I have three names in addition to my last name on my passport. So there's the Christian name, which which should not be mentioned. There's Nena, yes. which is my a Nigerian name, and then um, I have also a Ghanaian name on there. Okay. Um, I have never actually used it, so it's interesting. Like in Ghana, a lot of groups will have different names for babies depending on if you were what day of the week you were born and if you're a boy or a girl. Um, they are all similar, but there are variations in the name depending on what part of the country you're from. And right. I found out a couple of years ago. I think like my name was going to be a variation based on the country, the part that my mother is from, um, which is okay. not the majority part. And then she changed it to like to what it would the name would have been if I was from the majority group. It's not a huge change; it's one letter. Um, because for her, um, when I was born, my first name was Nena, my, which is Igbo, an Igbo name. My last name was also an Igbo name, and she thought because her group was minority, it would not be as easily identifiable to other people. So she wanted to give me a name that would signal to people that I am Ghanaian, and that I do belong. So it's been there. When I was little, though, I hated it. I would cry whenever she would put it on my books because I feel like mm, it was used as like, um, I think I was teased with it. Like it was used disparagingly in the same way. Like whenever I would, I learned tree from my friends in school, but whenever I would speak it, it would always be hilarious to everybody because all the Nigerian is speaking a Guinean language. And so also whenever that, name was written on my book and the teachers would say it it was also hilarious to everyone in the class when I was really little that like oh look there's this Nigerian with this Ghanaian name um so I've never actually used it it's always I've kept it there because it is a very helpful signifier like sometimes when I'm going home um I will get like questioned at the airports because they'll be like why do you have this passport you were born in Nigeria you have Nigerian names where did you get this from blah 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 there's like some, I feel like xenophobia against Nigerians in Ghana, but that's another story. But then it would always help when they saw this name and they would leave it alone. Um, so for me, it's been more of like an insurance policy, like, okay, fine, I'm from Ghana, name. But I've never actively used it. Oh, wow. So it's, I mean, it's coming down to like that name is also like a signifier, like that your mom specifically gave you that name, which is not just Ghanaian, but it's Ghanaian from the majority. Yeah, from another group. Yeah. So it's like they signify herself, but so that other people would recognize it. Um, Right. Yeah. Wow. But she was right. It is helpful to have it there. So... Yeah, she, yeah. yeah it, 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 I mean, especially given your, your airport stories. That is, <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's super fat. Like in, so we have this in, in Bengali culture, which is uh, West Bengal, which is an Eastern state in, in India, um, where uh, there is kind of this thing where you have uh, a nickname. 
But what is interesting about it is that, so you have something that's on your birth certificate. And it's not, of course, this is not uniform and it doesn't happen in all families. But generally speaking, you, you have a name that is put on your birth certificate and then you're given a nickname. And literally nobody ref, refers to the name that has been put down as your official name. They only call you by the second name. But are they related? The, like, do they sound like each other? So sometimes if it's logical, they will sound like each other. So they'll be like a short form of your name or they will be like a very obvious nickname. Like it's not like an actual, it's more like a sweet sound than an actual name. Mm. But, But a lot of the times your nickname will be a whole other name in and of itself. Like for example, that name could be someone else's birth certificate proper name. Oh, Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And so, and it, it it's just kind of like, it's, I don't know, I'm not entirely sure why that is or where that comes from. I mean, I'm sure it started off as like nicknames being a term of endearment, mm-hmm. but it becomes this kind of like very interesting divide because it's only in really, really formal settings that anyone would ever use your first name and it, like you're the one that's on your birth certificate. And in fact, the settings that you're in where someone would use that would be so formal that they would actually just refer to you as Mr. Miss whatever and then Mm. your last name. They wouldn't even say that name. So maybe just maybe your teachers would be probably the only people who actually called you by that that first name. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, it's made for some really hilarious situations. Like I have, like, for example, my, my father has um, multiple names and he very much had that divide where his nickname is a name in and of itself and it is the name that anyone who calls him by his first name would only call him that to the extent that I have a lot of like close friends who have known like known my family for years and very recently discovered that that's not my father's name <laughs> or like his what we call his bhalo nam or like which is tra- literally translates to good name which means it's your official name so and then I think I I found out, and this was through a friend who's who's Russian, who said that this happens in certain parts of Russia, which I thought was so interesting, mm-hmm. that it's very similar, that you have these two completely separate names, and one is for all your, basically all your documentation, and the other one is what people actually call you. That's, so do, do you, I mean, you don't have to say what it is, but do you also then have like two names? I don't because my mother felt that it was, I mean, rightly so. She was like, it is so confusing. And there have been situations where people who have met and have known my father as a friend through different routes have been talking about him, thinking they're talking about the same person and then have used different names and been confused. And she was like, it's just, it's too confusing. So we didn't, we weren't given, um, we weren't given what we call dark names, which are call names. Um, so no, we I don't have one. I mean, I have so many nicknames, but I don't have one. No, I feel like that's a bit similar for us, but it wouldn't. It would just be like, yeah, the names that are usually written are people's Christian names, and so that would be like mentioned. But if you know the person, you would know their like local name or their day name, and then you would probably call them that, and they're probably called that at home. Um, which is okay. probably also then why the registry people were like, yeah, her name can be Nana, but like you should put the Christian one first because it's very normal ah. that a lot of people have like Christian names first that they probably don't use and are called something else. Okay. Wow. Well, this is, it's also, I was wondering when I was just thinking about names, do you have 
uh, culturally, when you refer to your aunts and uncles or like your grandparents, are there very specific names that you would give them, not just based on the relationship to you, but depending on which part of the country you're from? Huh. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure about like speaking for other people. Because one, I only have, I've only lived with one living grandparent and we've just called her grandma. Um, I think, yeah, I know for instance, Nana literally means grandmother. It means like father's mother. Um, really? It does, yeah. So my dad calls me like an English mom, um, <laughs> which is confusing <laughs> if anybody eavesdropped. Um yeah, so I, I think my grandmother had died just before I was born. And so this Christian name that I have is her name. And then like Nana okay. is a title referring to. So I can imagine that some people might use Nana. I think in Ghana, people might also use... I feel like Nana though is for a king, but maybe also for a grandparent. I'm not completely sure. Um, right. Yeah, so there might be things people use. But in my family, we've just said like grandma... For my grandmother. Okay. Yeah, because in in uh for me, I mean for in within Bengali culture, you don't just refer to someone as like your aunt as your aunt. You have a specific word depending on how that person is your aunt. Really? So if it is your mother yeah, if it is your mother's older brother's wife, or it's your mother's younger sister versus oldest, there is like a specific word that you would use which would actually trace the the relationship as to which side of the family it's on mm. and whether they're older or younger this okay so like one in Ghana actually my, mo- my mom is from like my mother is Evan um but okay. we never really learned any like ever she didn't teach us to speak it I don't speak it and we didn't learn much about the culture so actually the language that I know is tree and then in like from my friends on the playground and then because in school you had to take a Ghanaian language and they didn't teach ever so I, I learned tree so we learned also about these titles for people and it sounds familiar <laughs> I can like vaguely right. remember them also be there also being different titles for different people but for me because it was not like something I practiced it was so abstract and I've forgotten all of it so I I'm not sure that I yeah can that's definitely yeah it. yeah I just yeah, know that's that, definitely like, true from English, we just call everybody like auntie and uncle, even people that are not related to us. As long as they're older than you, you would just call them uncle, whatever, auntie, whatever. Yeah. So we have that as well. That's another, like, I guess, post-colonial similarity is that if I, for example, met your mom, I would just call her auntie. Mm, yeah. 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 Or, or your dad, uncle. Like, just because that's... And, and uh, I had another friend who said that that happened and his friend came up to him and was like how did you know to say that like did you like what how did you know that that was the thing you do and it was like I just did it because it's what we do yeah and it, was, it was really it's funny just so yeah thing. yeah but yeah. like what uh what's an example of one of these names that would tell you specifically so for example if I said kaka mm-hmm. that means my father's younger brother and then my mm. aunt would be Kakima. So if you if I said Kakima, you know that I mean my father's younger brother's wife. 
uh. is the aunt that I'm referring to. Yeah. Whereas if I said you, so like yeah, so it, it also depends on as I was saying on age, like if they were older or younger. I would. But I think ask, it's yeah. 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 I suspect like there would probably be similar things in Igbo, but again, I don't speak Igbo because I grew up in Ghana. I'll ask my dad. I can imagine it being similar because I know there are different words for even for grandmother for like fathers versus mothers, mother. So maybe it would extend to aunts and uncles, but I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How how many languages do you speak though? I forget. It's like five or <laughs> I six. I speak right? a couple, but none that are connected to like. Of my family. So I, I don't speak Igbo ever. I've been asking my parents to teach me. Maybe one day they will. So English, um, Chi, but I always pretended I couldn't because I didn't want to be teased about it. Um, I speak French badly, but we had to learn it for like 10 years. So I can't get rid of wow. it. It's just in my head. Um, and also I lived in like Brussels for a bit. And that's when I realized that even though I hadn't spoken it in years, it's still there. Um, German also terribly. I understand better than I speak, but yeah, I've been living here for almost three years, so it's also getting in there. And I took a lot of classes for a point. I would say those are like the four that I could, yeah, say that I speak understand. Also based on places I I've lived. So I lived in Portugal for a year. I can understand Portuguese, but I would not say I can speak it, especially with like learning German. I think it's all vanished completely yeah and then so like, yeah just a casual <laughs> six or seven languages that's no, fine I would say those that's, four that's properly and then like I can say hello goodbye I lived in Hungary for a while so I like at the point I could count to 10 and like say very basic stuff I think that's all also completely vanished um, I like did Swahili for a year and did an internship for a few months in Dar es Salaam. That's also like completely vanished by now. So it's also interesting how you can learn something and then it's just like, if you don't use it, it will go on. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? But, I mean, you do realize that you've just like listed like nine or 10 languages. <laughs> no, I would yeah. say like yeah, proper, you have. proper ones that I could like, if I was there and somebody was trying to like sell me off or kidnap me, I would understand and be able to act upon it <laughs> would be those four. <laughs> yeah. That's critical. That's critical. That's critical. Yeah. The other ones, you, I would absolutely have no idea what's going on. So I won't claim them. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair. How about you? Um, well, for me, I would say there's English. Then next in line would be uh, Bengali. And it's up for, I mean, it's it depends on which context I am as to whether I speak it well or not. I think I'm not terrible, mm. but I'm sure. Like, it's it's a one of those kind of a little, a little contentious and something that I can, can be sensitive about. But I love the language and it is my, what I would potentially call my mother tongue. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I speak and understand Hindi, but quite poorly. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I can I can read and I can read all three of those, read and write in all three of those languages. So I would say those are the three main ones. Then I learned Spanish for a number of years on and off. So I would again, I feel that if I was in danger of being of being kidnapped, then I might <laughs> have a sense of what's happening. Um, in Spanish so I would say I think that if I like went back and practiced a little bit maybe that would be the language that hasn't completely fallen out of my head Mm. but you're so right like if you stop engaging with it and it isn't something you've been doing since you were little it's super difficult to hold on to that it's so Um, yeah 
and uh, and obviously i can read and write in that because it's the same script um as english whereas the other, in india all the languages have totally different scripts so mm. i couldn't like unless you learn how to read and write them you wouldn't know um and then i can understand uria which is um it's another it's a neighboring state in in india uh the language i can't speak it i wish i did and again i want i've been asking my father to teach me for years which he hasn't mm-hmm. but um i i can understand that language completely because i've heard it spoken around me a lot i think i think that's it i don't think i would include any other yeah i think that's it i think that's it so it's like maybe th- the ratio between us is like 12 is to 2 no i of, it's like which is actually 6 is to 1 for me it's for no. the others are just like <laughs> Um, I I could be sold in those languages, and that's what I count as. Like, then I don't speak it. <laughs> I could be sold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm hoping I've been like pestering my parents for years, and I think now they're getting older and like w- regretting having not taught. And also, it's easier with Zoom because before they'd be like, "Ah, but you have to come." Like, how could we arrange it? And now, like, they know Zoom, and they're like, "Okay, we'll find your teacher, and they can." teach you on zoom so hopefully this works out i don't know let's see because i also i yeah. i feel like i'm very good with languages and so then it sucks that the languages that i have had access to learn are like mostly european ones or ones that have nothing to do with my family in any way that's so true yeah yeah no i i completely understand that i would love to i think for me it would be uh, similarly it would be uria and uh, tamil which both of which are regions that my family are from as well and i would love to be able to speak those yeah speak and understand those yeah um so that was a pretty i think it went well how do you think I it think went i think we did good i'm so proud mm. of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so to end our third episode um uh and i hope now we have like maybe more than six or seven people we listening. said we would yeah we would increase every episode increase so yeah we can say yeah. seven uh so what is your pop culture moment for the week so yeah i'm just gonna say it my pop culture moment for this week has actually been us um <laughs> in that oh. this was the week that i like Well, we had it. We had two episodes, and we like set up our Instagram and stuff. And so then I started like posting on Twitter and Instagram, and being like, "Hey, my friend Yamini and I have a podcast. Check it out." And so then it was like interesting seeing a lot of people like liking it and sharing and like congratulating and saying that they had listened. Um, and it was interesting seeing like oh, on the platform that we upload, yeah, that like more than more than the three our three friends had downloaded and listened to it. So. It was it was terrifying but it was also really exciting yeah. and it was nice to feel that we've done this thing and it's out in the world so yeah, yeah. my I, I was just going was to us. say that don't yeah don't leave out the bit about it being terrifying like I was like let's be <laughs> let's be completely honest here it was really um, terrifying yeah yeah well my pop culture moment I was going to say is I I felt a little ashamed from our last episode for not knowing any of the the food trends <laughs> And so I saw one and I was like this is and I planned for this to be my pop culture moment which is like some feta pasta recipe that yes. is just like I saw that too Yeah it's Yay Did you make so it, it is relevant No I haven't made it yet but I will I yeah. sent well actually let me clarify I sent the recipe to someone who I hope will make it for me 
Wow, I'm so, very impressed because I feel like I just see yeah. these and then I'm so lazy. But I'm very impressed that you're gonna make it. Will you send me pictures? Yeah, sure. Because that's definitely going to happen. Because I say it's going to happen, I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> Not, but I will. I will eat it. I mean, I really do want someone to make it for me because it looks delicious. It's just like this giant block of feta with lots of olive oil and tomatoes, and then you put it in, and then it like into the oven and it comes out all melty and you put pasta on top of it and you mix mm. it and you eat it. It looks super easy and I, d- I don't understand why it's like such a major trend right now. Maybe because of the amount of feta that's in there. It's a lot but of feta, it but looks, it looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, and it requires like zero attention span because the videos are literally 15 seconds long. Yeah. So, yeah, that's mine. I'm excited. Let me know how it goes and how it tastes. Will do. Yeah. Will do. Okay, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Um, as always, you can find us on Instagram. Um, we are at Common Threadcast, and wherever you're listening, yeah, please tell people about us, share, leave us recommendations if you can. And yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're open to anyone who wants to take on the role of executive producer. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, give us some ideas. We're, we're open to it. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.